0: Animus. This podcast is Uh Good evening, everyone, or good morning or good day, wherever you're listening to this podcast. This is Roll Call, the show where two childless millennials have gushed over an actor's mo- uh, journey from their early years throughout their blockbuster hits. And this season, we are wrapping up on Will Smith. And today's episode will be about none other than... Inside the Actor Studio. We're dunking our Lipton tea, baby. And we are going to be visiting um, Will Smith's episode on Inside the Actor Studio and also some ranking of our movies throughout this season.
1: Yes, because what is an actor if they have not been critiqued by Mr. James Lipton on Inside the Actor Studio? Right. Which also, I didn't know they continued that. Like, there's a new iteration of that Aww. without him. I think because yeah. I was trying to find a still of Will in mm-hmm. my background, and um, I saw like a—I want to say it was like Emma Thompson or somebody, but it was like a new, newer, like sleeker inside the actor studio. Oh.
0: Wait, oh, Emma Thompson was the actress or the interviewer? It looked like the interviewer, but I don't know.
1: They ran oh. some swanky white chairs. So okay,
0: I would mess with that. That sounds so. fun. Um, and I'm—I mean—is it? Do you know if it's, like, still run by, like, the acting class? Because, like, that was typically the audience that made up the show.
1: I don't know. Let's see. Oh, yeah. New episodes aired January 2018, so it came back in 2018. Or did it come back before that? With I don't remember
0: when James Lipton passed. Five episodes aired
1: in 2017, so it looks like they've done it here and there. This episode is a deep dive into Inside the (laughs) Act. And where has it been and where is it going <laughs> hmm. oh it looks like okay it kind of uh it reminds me of i don't know which magazine it is but on youtube there's a series where actors it's like actors on actors mm. so this now looks like actors interview each other so what i was yeah gotcha. was jane lynch interviewing david oyolowo Okay. Sorry if I butchered that. And then there's a list with like Alec Baldwin interviews mm-hmm. Henry Winkler, Kelsey Grammer, oh. mm-hmm. James Burroughs, um, who's a director. But so.
0: Interesting. interesting. I kind of so, like that. Like two actors interviewing or like one actor interviewing the other. That's an interesting concept because it doesn't look like there's a new host and James Lipton died 2020. Really? yeah but i think he was sick he was 93 years old um i I
1: thought he passed before
0: yeah so we love you Lipton. you know what you bet you you bet that lipton and lil raj ll and bean are hanging out up there just still watching movies and talking shit.
1: i think we said that last time
0: probably but it it is worth mentioning again
1: there's gotta be like a hell of a movie night slash club going on on the other side
0: Do you think they fight about what they're watching? They're like, no, I want to watch Wedding Planner. No.
1: (laughs) So I saw this TikTok of this lady. Um, She, I don't know what, maybe she's clairvoyant. I don't know. She could contact the dead somehow, so so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so she calls it Peaks. And she does this for regular people too but on TikTok she specifically does celebrities Mm -hmm. so I think I ran across the one for Mac Miller so it's like me peeking on Mac Miller so she um her daughter or somebody gave her Mac Miller because she doesn't know who he is Mm -hmm. and as a challenge for her and so she says um sometimes in the afterlife like um that like when she peeks on people it's like they're doing a certain thing or like in a certain space or room or place and sometimes if she's done it multiple times they're still in that place but so like Mac Miller was like in a studio like at a soundboard and like doing music stuff so I imagine that like James Lipton and Lil Raj are like in screening rooms like watching (laughs) movies and like (laughs) You know doing what they love essentially um she said i watched one for tupac she said tupac was writing and he had like all these like notebooks around him and books and stuff mm. which like makes so much sense because that's what he did like whether mm-hmm. it was poetry or you know obviously raps but um but yeah so that's that's uh that's what i imagine these two movie men to be doing just yeah. like in their own little
0: private <laughs> screening room like huh Throwing the popcorn.
1: (laughs) Or maybe they're like watching the Oscars and stuff. Um, So inside the Actors Studio episode, this era of Will Smith is fairly early in his career. Mm -hmm. Now knowing what he has went on to um, do. So this is around the Ali era. Um, mm-hmm. James Lipton met- mentioned seeing clips of Ali, so Ali wasn't even released. They yet.
0: were just on the cusp of the premiere of the movie, and this episode in particular was season eight, episode two. I thought it was the premiere, um, but I
1: thought it was worn.
0: Kevin, Co- I looked it up like on a like a database because I wanted to see the air date of it, but um, on ovation, it says one, but I think technically Kevin Costner was one and Will was two. Oh. Kevin Costner came in like early December. Um, or So Kevin, Co- no, sorry. Kevin Costner came in at around like November 2001. So like right after 9-11. And then Will... They like had some time off, and Will came back January thirteenth of two thousand two was when his episode aired. So they might have filmed it prior, and like maybe had some stuff in the can, like pre or post nine eleven, and then like tried to figure out how to release it. Oh, is my 9/11, guess
1: eleven throwing us in a tizzy.
0: So. God damn, as always. But yes, you're right. Up to this point, he had just wrapped Ali and was getting ready for the premiere of that. So it would have been interesting to have and inside the actor studio that was maybe a little bit later when um but of course ali is nothing to scoff at that was like a huge role and a real like turn in will's career i think so um but it, it still would have been cool to maybe have maybe like five more movies under his belt to do this show
1: yeah, cause um, I mean, and it's funny because I feel like JLo's was—we said the same thing. Like hers was really early, and we're mm-hmm. like, "Man, like she did so much like more afterwards." That kind of would have been a little more interesting to
0: talk about. Um, hers was right up to the cell. Or it says
1: 2004. Okay. So it was around better for time. So, yeah. <laughs> up to Geely at up to Jersey, oh,
0: Jersey oh, that's right. I think he made a little Geely
1: joke. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because yeah, I remember her being like, you know, I don't regret. That Like, you know, right. I learned from that experience and, you know, all that stuff. But like, after that, she did Border Town and yeah. El Cantante and An Unfinished Life and all these kind of, L- Lila and Eve, like all these kind of more, a little more uh, not so like huge, big, showy roles, but um, obviously Will went on to uh get nominated for oscar for ali and then Mm -hmm. do movies like pursuit of happiness seven pounds i am legend Mm -hmm. that would have been amazing to talk about so maybe they can both do it again now that we know (gasps) that it's not defunct what if (laughs) if they they interview each other
0: (laughs) (laughs) manifestation blow my fucking mind like yeah (laughs) i feel like we've manifested some stuff for this podcast so I'm just putting that energy out there. I'm going to write that TikTok down.
1: So maybe somebody.
0: So, <laughs> talking about Big Willie on Inside the um,
1: Actor's Studio. And talking
0: about getting jiggy with it with James Lipton. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bria, do you think James Lipton can get jiggy with it? I
1: think he sounds like he was very certain that he could. So He was
0: in a frisky mood. He was more frisky with Will Smith than like, And when I say frisky, I mean, just like he was, you know, there's always a little like deviousness and cheekiness, but I was like, James Lipton's having fun. It was really yes. fun. If you, I hope, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't watched that episode, press pause on this and come back later. But the, you can find these um, Inside the Actor Studio episodes for free on ovationtv.com. You can literally just type in your Google search like Will Smith Inside the Actor Studio. It's like the first link that comes up. The episodes are around 25 minutes because they've cut the commercials out, which is also really kind of nice. Um, and it's, it's a great interview. You know, I know it's about Will Smith, but I I really have to say that James Lipton like does his homework with, um, with interviewers. And I know a lot of questions are the same, especially the same ones that he asks at the end to everybody, but you can tell that he like curates the conversation based off of the different guests that he has. And even Will was surprised at some point he was just like, You really did your homework because he was just like, oh, this is your grandma's name. And this is the church you went to. And he was just like, wow,
1: I it reminded me of (laughs) this is where we are in culture. But it reminded me of Hot Ones because yes, uh, he also does really well that team. Yeah, I'm sure there's a team of researchers, but they do really good research. And a lot of times they catch the guests off guard and i think especially because it's like a youtube show and it's like you're eating hot wings and they're Mm -hmm. asking you questions but a lot of the times they will like bring up something and the person will be like wait damn how do you know about that like and so um i i got a little bit of that feeling with james Lipton. so he's the he's the og um sean learn his his skill set probably from Willa James Lipton. Probably but, um, I starting off my first note is when Will comes out, I think the whole interview you can tell he's like really excited to be there. Yes. And like but the first th- one of the first things he says is like, You don't know how long I've been waiting to be on yes. this show. And I think that says a lot about him because I feel like this show is definitely, and I felt like we may have talked th- about this with JLo's too. Is that like it's definitely one of those kind of things you can like put in your hat and be like, as an actor, mm-hmm. that you've been asked to do this. It's kind of one of those um, things that just. Maybe puts a stamp on your career a little bit. Like I got the James Lipton like stamp of, yeah. like, you know, being worthy enough to discuss my career and um, and have acting students ask me questions and stuff. So yes,
0: it is one you might say high praise. I feel for an praise. actor. To I feel be- like
1: we <laughs> haven't said that a lot this season. <laughs> Bring
0: back the high praise.
1: I mean, plenty praise. of high praise for Will, but yes. I feel like we lost that little. Uh,
0: that little saying along the way. Um. <laughs> I think um, I made I made the same note too. I said, he seems genuinely excited to be here and overall grateful. And this is different from other interviews that we've seen him in where maybe he's a little bit more reserved, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like if he's on Good Morning America or um, maybe like a press junket, he might be a little bit more like professional. And it's not that he wasn't professional, but I felt like he like answered every question extremely honestly and long. Like they were not short one-off responses. He went into detail about his dad, about his family, about growing up and, um, and hard work and all that stuff. And there was times where um, I don't think James Lipton, like, felt uncomfortable and stuff, but I felt like he was, like, as an interviewer, you're probably like, yes, like, <laughs> so excited when you can have someone that you can really engage with.
1: Yeah, because you can tell when celebrities have media training, and, yes. you know, they're saying the thing that will get them the least, like, clickbaity, like, headlines and, like, yeah, uh, you know, things that can get taken out of context, but I don't think these interviews, tend to skew that way anyways but you know sometimes if you are giving an answer long enough you may like venture off and say some shit that you're (laughs) like oh shit i should have ruled that back um but yeah i i feel like because he's so excited to be here on this platform and stage that he really respected opening up and answering the questions and um Especially, like, talking about your childhood. Like, some people wouldn't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Will would not want to. But, funny enough, like, a lot of the stuff he mentioned, a lot of it is also in his book later on. But, mm-hmm. like, having gone through all, most of his interviews so far, you know, we haven't heard, I haven't heard this yes. until like, his book stuff. So, um, this was, at this time, definitely very, like, one of his more revealing, like, personal Uh, yes I agree with that Um, my next note is about the number one answer which is also talked about a lot in his book which is funny enough because I just listened to the chapter where he talks about this Um, but I think it's very interesting like when I read his book but when he talks about it on here too you know it's very interesting to hear how basically code switching is a huge part of will's kind of childhood and upbringing and also I think a very relevant part of his career so the number one answer is like his um kind of belief or answer to comedy where like mm. it's the the joke that both like for him at least both white people and black people are going to laugh at but for different reasons and that ability to like be able to like know what the this group of people is going to find funny and know what this group of people is going to find funny but also like want to simultaneously appeal to them um i think some comedians find that just out of just being funny (laughs) like it's just undeniably funny um but i think there's a just like most of his roles There's a real thought process, I think, for Will with that and um, his upbringing, at least he went to Catholic school, which he talks Mm -hmm. about. And so he was in a predominantly white school and with white kids, you know, in school. But then he grew up in this neighborhood that was predominantly black. His church was black. Mm -hmm. And so like having to live kind of in these duality like places at times, he had to learn both. Mm-hmm. And I think that attributes to his crossover success and appeal yes. as an actor. Yes. So I think that was really important to talk about. And so amazing that James Lipton <laughs> was able to bring
0: that up in a way that he would talk about that. Hmm. Um. And also, I didn't know that Will's high school name was Overbrook. And that's. Yeah, where I didn't know that got- either. So that's probably where he got the inspo for his production company, right? Yes.
1: I as soon as I heard him say that, I was like Overbrook, oh, and I was like, "That's the name of the, his production company with James Lasseter. And I'm like, "Damn!" I read the book. None of that came up. <laughs> like Dang. And then you have Westbrook too, which mm-hmm. um, I don't know exactly. It's probably just a spin on West. I mean, on. Oh, maybe West Philadelphia, and Overbrook.
0: Oh, maybe. Or,
1: yeah. So, um, yeah. I was like, "Oh my God, that's crazy." I would love to know why he chose to name it after his high school because I would never <laughs> name I wonder... anything I,
0: I did after
1: Rodriguez High School. <laughs>
0: I wonder though, if there maybe he had like a drama teacher or um like got involved in that way that um made him feel particularly connected to that school. He also told the story that he would like write stories and sell them to people. Um and then also I feel in like that's when he was younger. But, like, his rap career started in high school. That's when he met uh, Jazzy Jeff, and, you know, he was like, nothing feels cooler than being a senior in high school and having a song on the radio.
1: Yeah. Or I wonder, too, I know him and James are, like, longtime friends, but I'm not sure if they went to high school together, so that could Mm -hmm. be, like, maybe they met there, and that's why they named it Overbrook. Um, But I love to hear... uh, an answer more about that um but yeah even talking about like him <laughs> like i loved when james was asking him questions about rap because uh, i don't think i think will was like cool like i'm a, i'm taken seriously as an actor i get mm-hmm. to talk about acting and you know that stuff and people will get to see me that way and i think it was like i think he was taken off like not offput, but like taken aback that he was being asked about music sometimes, but like very excited to talk about
0: it too. Um, yeah so
1: that was that was fun to hear. I-
0: I think that that also contributed to his freestyle part because James, <laughs> you know, some interviews you prepare for, and I don't think people when they go on Inside the Actor Studio, if they fully know like all the questions that they're going to be asked, so no, probably not. Yeah, um, and so there was that moment where <laughs> James was like, because I don't know your music, and when I think, I think what he meant was like younger generation music, not necessarily like rap or hip-hop or maybe that's what he meant i don't know but i was like hold on james where are you going with this but he was just like because i don't really listen to your music if you would humor me like asking him to define jiggy and um then being like and if you were to freestyle it would be and will like i think for for me that part felt a little uncomfortable because you know i think will was also i think a little unprepared <laughs> yeah. for it versus like I feel like some rap artists get asked to do that a lot and maybe already like have a little something prepared.
1: Yeah, I um, I don't know why I wrote this, but I said his freestyle, you can tell he was really geeked to do this. And this is one of those experiences where you probably feel like you've got cred as an actor. So I don't know <laughs> what, what I meant by that really... <laughs> Like, if he was geeked to freestyle or just, like... I think I meant, like, to do the interview. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I thought he was willing to do the freestyle. The freestyle was funny and Mm -hmm. about, you know, doing the show and stuff. Which he mentions being, like, excited to do the show. Mm -hmm. and Like, chilling with his boy Jim. And Mm -hmm. and then he kind of stops.
0: But... um... And someone in the audience, like, gives him a music, like, beat... Or some oh no, he, he gives a music beat when um he dances, but then yes, someone else in the audience gives him like a beat. And then um I like too when James asks, like, Do you remember the first five lines of Parents Just Don't Understand? And Will's like, Sure I do. And then the audience <laughs> just automatically was like, Uh <laughs> like, I yeah. Don't think I'm out. I was like,
1: Shit, I don't think I know the first five lines of Parents Just Don't Understand. Um but yeah, the rap portion, I think he was a little like, oh, I didn't know we were going to talk about music. Like I mm-hmm. thought this would strictly be about like my movies and stuff. But um, one thing I noted is how different his version of how he got like Fresh Prince and the Quincy mm-hmm. Jones story is from the reunion story. yeah. And- I don't want to say like he's lying or anything I think it's just really like a memory thing because like in this inside the actor studio it, he's like what maybe in his early 30s mm-hmm. and by the reunion he's like 50 so mm-hmm. like 20 years later like maybe he remembers it a little differently and it's false the, memories. the main beats are there you know the main differences are kind of like he says in inside the actor studio that like you know a few weeks later they are about to like shoot the pilot for Fresh Prince and he's like thinking to himself like you know somebody should ask me if I could act like but on the reunion Mm -hmm. he makes a point to be like quincy is like audition now
0: like at the dinner at that party at the party yeah Yeah.
1: like you know now now's the time to do it like no thinking about it and all that stuff like all the people who are here to make the decision are here so like what are how much time you need and so um i think that's the main difference um and but i think probably the overall story is, like, pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's that's crazy how a funny memory is, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, also going back to when he dances, I, I think it's really funny that he thinks he can't dance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I thought, too. I thought I was really taken aback because I was like, you could have pulled out your, like, fun, fresh Prince moves, like, some of the stuff that you were doing in your early music videos. Like, is it classically trained point ballet Jackson, but... no but like he can still dance he i was really trained. surprised like, it. yes i was surprised that's what they're doing they're going na 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 yeah. right yeah
1: yeah i i just think it's funny because he said that multiple times like even the reunion like when carl t- he's like you gotta do it one more time and they do it and um, he's like, I can never do this, and it's like, yes, you can. You just you don't do it how Alfonso does it, but you do it like. Yes. And I think it's funny because, like, like we talked about in the reunion episodes, like one of the most iconic scenes, just because I feel like it's been gift and jift to death, is the scene when Ashley's drumming or Jazz is drumming mm-hmm. on Ashley's drums. That she gets in Will's dancing and like kind of like doing the running man and that kind of stuff. The the episode when they're in Vegas and they do the, duh, mm-hmm. duh, duh, you know, that's a dance. There's plenty of other. There's the one where he's dancing and cleaning his car and like you know mm-hmm. just kind of grooving. So there's plenty of moments of Will dancing, let alone the Men in Black video, like where he has like a whole like let me just slide with me just like like the miami video or, he- or no Get in jiggy with it has the dance sequence at the mm-hmm. end so it's like you've done all these things where you dance and you could definitely be like nah i'm a
0: rapper i don't do dances,
1: but you do. So like why it why reminds me
0: of the song in high school musical too when he's just like, I just don't dance. I know you can't, and they're dancing about a song that says, I just don't <laughs> dance while they also <laughs> dance play baseball at the same time. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's what that that's what that last night reminded me of. And I made a note it I was like, I feel like he's holding back.
1: You know what I think it is? I think that it's an insecurity maybe and i think that he really wishes he was like a like corey mm. like a good solid dancer like a mj maybe or something or even mm. maybe not an mj but like hip-hop it when he came up like i love talking about house, house party because they dance in that uh movie and like even that kind of dance like you know maybe he wasn't the best at it or something like that and he really wishes he was like one of those guys you know at that time but i think he holds his own so mm-hmm. i think he, i think it's one of those things where it's like you say you can't do something but you know you kind of can and so you want people to kind of like no nah, yeah you can you like, can do it things. and he's like oh okay because you know i can't really like do the carlton like that it's like no nah, yeah it's great what are you talking about so um I, that was great uh any any talking points like anything any quotes you wrote down
0: yes i'm rolling with tommy until the wheels fall off when he was talking about uh, working with tommy lee jones on <laughs> men in black he was like i will roll with tommy until the wheels fall off and i just thought that that was really funny i've never heard that Um,
1: And Men in Black 2 was about to come out because at the end they talk about Ollie and Men in Black 2. Yes. And he was like, what can we expect? And he's like, oh, well, you know, the special effects definitely have, like, changed. So that's good. And, you know, I think it's really funny and, you know, that they just kind of got back in the groove of things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's true despite how you mostly felt about that movie that it wasn't as good but um yeah but yeah he's riding high there yes
0: Uh, um but uh, he also talks about his the correlation between rap music and acting which i thought was really interesting which i
1: screen recorded so
0: we'll be sharing that um he said you have to be strong dominant and assertive for both i was like those are very masculine terms which i just thought was very interesting
1: yeah, I, like, r- like I had to pause and, like, go yes. back and, like, type <laughs> out, like, the quote. Um, so I thought that was a great question to ask, ask him because I feel like, I don't feel like I've heard anybody ask him that. Or I know that when, I think it was, like, Vibe or Jet, I saw um an article i think it was jet it was like rappers turned actors and it was like obviously will kind of led the way there but it was like a bunch like a lot of who he meant mentioned ll cool j dmx queen latifah and it was an article about that but i don't think anyone's asked him in an interview like mm-hmm. what do you think about this why do you think this is like working so well and um I don't I didn't know. We talked about it a little bit and I was like, I don't I don't know why rappers are such good actors, especially because with J Lo we talked about how rare it is for a pop star to be an act like a uh-huh. good actress or an actress to be a solid pop star. So um it's so interesting that there I feel like there's not a rapper who's tried to act where it's just been like so bad that you're just like, really? Like, yeah.
0: Unless um, it was supposed to be bad, intentional, funny on purpose.
1: Well, I definitely think, like, there's probably some starter roles that, you know, some rappers got, and maybe they're not in the greatest movies and shows and stuff because there's a lot of, you know, Black media that just doesn't have, you know, the funding or anything or, you know, pr- production and stuff that could be great maybe but um so it's a little bit low budget or budget a little <laughs> bit low budget <laughs> so there are probably things like that where you're like uh like this movie isn't great so you can't really judge the acting too well but um so it all just seems like maybe low budget but for the most part i feel like you put a rapper in a movie or some or tv show spot here like i think offset Cardi B's husband from the migas like he was in some cop show or something like that, and people are like, why is Offset in-, in this? Or Snoop Dogg's been in some many random things, and you're yeah. like, why is Snoop Dogg in an SVU episode? <laughs> like, or <laughs> he was in CSI, uh-huh. and you're like, huh? Or so, um so yeah, I, I I feel like for the most part, like you might be off put by like. Like, why is so and so in this? But like for the most part, it's not like, wow, they really can't act or they're terrible. Like yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's not bad. Like yeah. Travis Barker was in a CSI episode and like not his not his next calling. So it's not as Lil Raj would say, it's not the vibes. <laughs> um, but the quote that he said is that In rap music, you have to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Rap music is really aggressive. There is no place for a lack of confidence in rap music. Um, And there's some other stuff. But then he goes on to say, when you take that energy, that strength, that bravado, it looks really good on camera. And there's something in rappers' eyes that gets created from having been able to create that defense through an offensive posture. To be in that space where you can be confident and you don't care what nobody says and how they come at you and like be in a room and be like, yeah, I'm here. What? Like, and I thought that was brilliant because I was like, damn, I'm not that confident. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but it explains so much because that is very true. When I do want to feel confident or like a badass, most of the time I listen to rap. I'm like, let me listen to some Jay-Z because that man He's never questioning himself. He's never like, "Do I have this? Do I not know?" He's always like, "I'm that dude." Like, and so most rappers are very much like that. So um, I was like, "Man, why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> that, that was my, my probably my favorite moment of this interview because I was like, "Wow, spin facts,
0: go back." There were lots of moments. Another time where I paused to write stuff down was um, when Will was talking about his philosophies on set um, about being the first one there and the last person to leave What to being an actor to him. It was like I wanted to be something. I wanted to be somebody. And it made me choose certain roles and it made me turn down certain roles but Mm -hmm. there's more than just an image to a project. There's like more things that you put into it, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah, and that was from um, one of the student questions, right? Where it's like- Yes. um, The teacher told them that wanting to be an actor stems from wanting to say something Mm -hmm. um, and having a voice. And I thought another important part of that, which I think comes up in his book too, is like, how pleasing his mom and his grandma was a big like uh factor for him wanting to be somebody Mm -hmm. and when we talked about like his rap music and we appreciate it we love it but we can also be like you know what it is like a teensy bit corny corny is like a terrible like word for it i would love to find a better word (laughs) for it but um it's fun it's not too serious it's not like gritty or like gangster rap or anything like that and it's very clean and that was like a big contention for him throughout his rap career but a big part of that was because his grandma found his rap book and was like i think you can say a lot of things without cursing and sound really intelligent doing this like you don't need cursing to get your point across and so i think it says something especially about a man to want to listen to, you know, his grandmother and be like, my grandma told me not to cuss. So I'm gonna do it and mm. I'm not gonna cuss. And be successful doing that. And so um I think the influence the women in his life um plays a plays a big role. And if you think about like the Oscars incident, like, you know, pleasing women and not letting them down is a huge uh theme in Will's life. And so um, it. I don't want to say it makes sense, but you know there are some connections there that, like, yes, yes, and it's that, interesting. Uh-huh.
0: Mm, like little psychologist, like interesting. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, his therapist is writing down. This, <laughs> like,
0: uh-huh. it's also interesting for a man to also admit to stemming back from some of these like pleasing tendencies um especially to women um because we just don't hear that a lot like I just don't I feel like for men it's very common for them to feel like they don't have to please anyone and that they except for themselves or like do something that's more self-fulfilling um and that I just I just feel like you don't hear men admit that a lot
1: And I feel like we're in this generation, too, where we're analyzing, like, the patriarchy in men and the male gaze, and a lot of times, like, maybe for millennial men, which Will isn't, but that we see that they're very much, like, trying to please and impress other men more than, like, women, and that's where there's, like, this disconnect sometimes between Mm. the sexes, because it's, like, you guys, you know, like... (laughs) The joke like a joke on tiktok is like all these gym bros like you guys are just trying to impress each other like women don't care that much about that kind of stuff like you know like all the muscles and the flexing and stuff like that's nice but at the end of the day like treating how you treat people personality interests, mm-hmm. like being smart all that kind of stuff like that matters to a good amount of women. I won't say all because they're not all monoliths, but, yeah. um, you know, the things that men find impressive, sometimes invaluable, tend to be, like, from the male gaze, whereas, like, I think maybe in Will's generation, it's all about impressing the chicks and into like if you're a mama's boy maybe I don't know if Will classifies himself as a mama's boy but if you respect the women in your life you want to make them proud you want to make them happy so in some aspects like you know you're gonna glean from from pleasing your mom and your grandma you're gonna be able to be like what does my girlfriend find impressive about me and like how can I do those things so protecting Mm -hmm. you know being um, someone who stands up and says and stands alongside someone like standing alongside Jada when she boy- boycotted the Oscars. That wasn't Will's idea, but he was there in solidarity with his wife. Mm-hmm. So, um, So yeah, that was an interesting tidbit. Another question James Lipton asked that I thought was interesting is more like how he led into it was like, you know, there's two difficult transitions for an actor. Typically, it's from childhood to adulthood roles Mm -hmm. and then from tv success to movie success and i was Mm -hmm. and it's not like i didn't know that but it's like it's james lipton and how he put it and i was like that is so true like there's so many child actors who don't cut it as an adult and Mm -hmm. can't really find like you know their groove or like You know break away from who they were known as a child star and then there's some who plenty of actors who were huge on tv shows and iconic roles and such but never make it to movie success and Mm -hmm. you know big screen success and not that they don't try but you know i don't know there's just you know there's a lot of variables that happen in those things and it always intrigues me Mm -hmm. when those things happen so um the fact that Will was able to do that like in so many ways from being a teenage rapper Mm -hmm. to being on a tv show and acting and not having it be like primarily about his rapping or his rap persona or career and having it be different from that enough for him to be able to be on a TV show like that and then do movies at the same time throughout and then be able to leave the show and continue, like, to have this huge movie career. Mm -hmm. Like, impressive. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean like, like we said before like it's true too for a lot of rappers Like a lot of them sometimes they play similar to like you know they'll play like tough guy roles or they'll be in movies that are very much about like that culture mm-hmm. but sometimes like they're able to break away from that I mean look at fucking Queen Latifah like she she was never like gangster rapper or anything like that but like to break away from like just the stigma maybe of hip hop Mm-hmm. And be able to ascend and be in something like Chicago and Ugh, all these Bessie spaces. Smith, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I thought that was a great question. What do you, what do you?
0: Think? Oh, I thought that was great. Um, it might be a little unfair to categorize him as child actor per se, since he was, but, but I understand too, at least for the ideal of being like pigeonholed to the thing that really gets you famous or well-known in terms of like film and television. People knew who Will Smith was prior to the Fresh Prince, but the Fresh Prince absolutely no doubt, like, like changed the entire trajectory of his life. And, um it is really difficult to break away from that persona because I think that's where the Will Smith was Will Smith Mm -hmm. stigma comes from that. We talk so much about in our show um, and that it was probably difficult for him in his early roles, which is why I'm excited when we go to our next segment about talking about roles that really surprised me throughout this season, because there were things that Will did really early on in his career that I don't think was, really expected for someone's like first role
1: yeah should we go to that and then close with like his like james lipton's like questions sure because i think that's a good segue yeah um i'm curious what you're talking about
0: (laughs) so um the first role that i wrote down that really surprised me for will was his uh, so this is your surprising list like
1: Correct. That surprised
0: you. Okay. Correct. This is not, this movie does not make my top five faves um, and it's also not my top five fave role um, but it was the first thing that came to mind of roles that really surprised me and that was his role as Paul in Six Degrees of Separation because he talks about this in the James Lipton episode was his true deep dive um, and commitment to that role <laughs> I think he just really took that first role and and ran with it. Um, and you can see how hard he was really trying. Um, I think he felt like maybe he had a lot to prove coming from Fresh Prince and being like, I wanna do something that people don't expect from me. Yeah. Um, and for the fact that he used to get teased so much about his acting in the Fresh Prince, he's like, oh, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> and he did.
1: Yeah. and. Well, Six Degrees of Separation, too, is, like, so smart because I feel like it does get him out of that being only seen one way as a TV star. And I think that's where a lot of TV stars may get hemmed up. Sometimes it's kind of like the acting version of the, like, I'm no longer on Disney. Like, I'm a woman. Like, look (laughs) at my boobies. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a girl. Not yet a woman. True. Uh, kind of transition. And so um, sometimes, because I saw a tweet, I think, about like, what are who are some actors who were like huge TV stars that like you would have thought would have been able to like tra- ch- uh, change over or make that switch to being like movie stars. And like one of them was Topher Grace from that 70s show. And yeah, he was Venom in the Spider-Man 3, but, like, that kind of was clunky. That wasn't impressive, you know, to people. But that was, like, that probably was his aim at being, like, I'm this really likable, lovable kind of uh, Mm. guy on that 70s show, and now I get to play the villain in a Spider-Man movie, maybe. You know, that will give me some distance from Eric. Mm. And I don't think that was the best choice. (laughs) But, you know, it was kind of a similar, like, Okay, this is a l- way different than how people are used to seeing me, but I don't think it was the good kind of different that Paul was for Will. Where it's like, mm. wow, that's um, a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul's a great choice. That was not in my. I think I went about surprising differently. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I, I think I put like movies I was surprised that like I liked or like mm. what they were about was unexpected to me. Okay. Um, but yeah that role definitely was like surprising like especially so early like instead. so early yes um well on my surprising list i don't think this is in any kind of order i'm not sure what i was thinking <laughs> um, but i have gemini man mm. um that was more so surprising to me just because like i talked about in the episode like i did remember seeing things about like oh yeah it's the technology's still like kind of wonky it's not that great but Mm -hmm. i was impressed by it like i was like you know what this is interesting it might not be the best that can ever happen with this but somebody has to start somewhere and this Mm -hmm. is an interesting take and usage of this and i don't think it was terrible like like i am never bargain bin like if i saw this in the bargain bin i would buy a copy yeah. of Gemini. Jim- yeah man so ooh, maybe that could be a segment bargain bin movies oh um.
0: what's in what's in the bargain bin yank and discard pile it's like when <laughs> you see the one dollar candies at walmart and you have to dig through the goobers to get like the good things
1: <laughs> um but rolls i don't know if it would be any different I mean, Gemini Man. The the characters and roles weren't like surprising or impressive to me, but the technology. Yes. That what was else pretty is on your list?
0: For roles that surprised me coming up in number, and this was the only time that I labeled them one, two, and three, but I don't think that there was like a particular order. Um, but coming up in number two was his role as Ben in seven pounds. I think this was in both like shocking in the movie and his dedication to the character of Ben. And there's some like twists and turns that really took me by surprise. Um, And I think you don't always correlate Will Smith to, like, a heavy tearjerker and a heavy topic like suicide. But this was the movie that you and I both needed to, like, lay down and think about for a while. (laughs) And it just was so jarring, but uh, also so well done and heartfelt and emotional and emotional in a different way from how Pursuit of Happiness is. And it's it's one of those less talked about movies, which is a shame. Yes,
1: yes. Um, this is also on my surprising list for the same reasons. This is definitely the existential crisis movie of the season. <laughs> like, Truly. Huh, let me reevaluate some <laughs> things. Um, I vaguely knew what Seven Pounds was about, but I definitely didn't know what I was in for. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was beautifully surprising in that way. I didn't know Rosario Dawson was in it. I didn't Mm -hmm. know Woody Harrelson was in it for his little stint. So, um, yeah, all of those, hell, Michael Ely, um, Mm -hmm. too, played his brother. But yeah, all those little things, like, and yeah, just- (laughs) Mm -hmm. shooketh um something that i don't know if it's on your list but so since seven pounds is off my list i think you saw this but i am legend was a big deal for me because i had never seen it which is like what how could you not a lot of people bring up i am legend Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I just had never seen it because I'm not a dystopian movie fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I live in a dystopian world at this point in my mind. So um, so I had avoided it, but it was way different than I thought it would be in mm-hmm. terms of the dystopian take and, and then, you know, having survived a pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> and a virus, you know, sweeping through the world it was very interesting to watch after that that life fact occurred to all Mm -hmm. of us so that one was like wow like i'm kind of happy i had never seen it and you know was able to experience it that way but yeah i was like you know what like man impressed
0: like yes yes that rolls on a different list of mine. But um, my third and final role that surprised me out of all of them was Howard in Collateral Beauty because that was a lot of silent acting. Will Smith was very withdrawn in his character as mm-hmm. Howard. There was a lot of nonverbal acting, a lot of like what's in your head acting. And then the thick tears at oh. the end was just like... Oh my God. Like you can tell at that point that he had really worked on his craft. And like, I think about the episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when his dad comes back and then leaves and he has the moment with Uncle Phil. We just talked about it last week. How come he didn't want me? And he cries and James Avery supposedly was just like, that's how you do it you know like when he's like pulling him in for a hug right and then to go all the way to be able to do what he did in collateral beauty was just like such a fun thing for me um not only was that cast also banging so I was just like constantly surprised by like what 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 with all this people (laughs) um but it's It was his acting that like really drew me into that kind of storyline that i might maybe traditionally dismiss
1: yeah collateral beauty was on is on my list too um for all those reasons the banking ass cast i did not know he did a movie with ed norton kate winslet helen mirren like keira knightley keira knightley like all of these like top tier actors um naomi harris and, and and on top of that like you said his acting was amazing but I was not prepared to get fucked up for this movie I oh, was yeah. like, oh I was maybe, like, maybe this is like you know a friends like movie or like some kind of romance or like like crazy stupid love or he's just not that into you or something I don't know I don't know what I was thinking but I was not prepared to be like on the floor of my like room like oh my
0: god <laughs>
1: Like, that is acting, acting going on. Um, So that was a beautiful surprise for me. Um, And so I had two other movies on my list. Spies in Disguise was a surprise for me because I was so ready to not like that movie just off the strength of him being a pigeon. But it was funny and enjoyable. And I hope animation figures out the person to animal trope and does away with it or limits the usage that they use that for future movies. Cause that's a big, like eh, for me, but um, I really, I, I talk about this movie with people like, especially parents I'm like, or grandparents who have like um, at work mostly, but like people I work with who have like grandkids or young kids, I'm like, Oh, have you ever seen spies in disguise? It's so funny. Like you might like it. Cause it's such in, an enjoyable movie as an adult and I think obviously kids, it's a target audience too. Mm-hmm. So, but besides that, Hitch was also a big one for me because okay. that was another movie I was prepared to like not like because I was like, oh, it's a guy's rom com and he's like mm. Mr. Smooth, date doctor guy, and he's gonna fall in love with his client or whatever and you know, realize that his smooth, like charming, like ways aren't gonna work but it was like it was like that but not like that in the sense that like his intentions with helping these men fall in love with women and you know date well Mm -hmm. to me were good they weren't like some like you know women don't know what they want like let's manipulate (laughs) kind of thing which i mean it kind of (laughs) was but it was done in a good like like I cannot be a I can be a woman and not be like ah, I hate this like mm-hmm. so um Hitch surprised me and I would happily watch that um if I saw it on TV which it is on TV a lot
0: so mm-hmm. um
1: moving on what what's the next list of
0: the night should we do top. Let's see. I'm just wondering which one should we leave for last? Because we made a couple more lists. Our top five favorite movies, top five favorite roles, and if they have crossover appeal between the other lists. And then our least favorite movies and slash movies that did not age well.
1: And I... Did you do a recommendation movie? Yes, a, I have a recommendation
0: movie and then fave femmes, like fave um, female co stars, and then I have some FMKs.
1: Oh, geez. <laughs> I didn't even, I forgot to do that. Um, That's okay.
0: <laughs>
1: let's do least. Let's, like, bad news first. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to say on the count of three? <laughs> One, two, three. Legends Legend of Bagger of Bands. <laughs> LBV, um, even for the historical not lbv <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The movie that shall not be named. Um Uh even for the historical context, the movie does not age well. It still is um Mystifying that that's this that's the one that gets four stars in Lil Raj. I'm eager for a- Emancipation to come out. Maybe that will be better. <laughs> Who knows? But like, ugh, it's. I'm glad I watched it. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know the ca- like Charlize Theron, Matt Damon. Fine, like the cast was okay, and I understand it's a golf legend. Sports motivation movie, but I, if I'm gonna pick a sports movie, it's I would choose Ollie over that any day,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, if you listen to the episode, obviously, like, we definitely say so many points why we didn't like that movie. My biggest thing was the magical negro trope, of course, which, like, I learned about, you know, I knew about it kind of and researched more because of the movie, and it's like definitely in a standout list of movies where this occur mm-hmm. so that's a big red flag the fact that jada pinkett smith does not like this movie and it's mm-hmm. her least favorite of her husband's movies is another great point so mm-hmm. definitely not a movie that's bad for any like oh you know like the story was just all over the place um you know i couldn't get into it like it's just like not a story that Was necessary to tell in any regard.
0: Yes, yes. And in many cases, like uncomfortable to watch at some point. It's not that the acting was bad. It was just like, oh, this is just feels why. Um, Banger uh, cast, though. (laughs) Banger cast. But, anyways, um, the second one for me was Shark Tale. Um, That's my second. (laughs) i had a great time recording with samantha i think like recording and making that episode was fine but it's um age like milk it (laughs) aged like milk there's just the animation's bad (laughs) the storyline was like you know talk about banger cast (laughs) and banger cast we got right. Jolie. We got Jack Black. We got uh, Renee Zellweger. We got Robert Fucking De Niro of all people. Martin
1: Scorsese.
0: Martin <laughs> Fucking Scorsese. Um, uh, the Marley Brothers. Like you know, it's anyways. It' <laughs> so silly, but um, Missy Elliott, Christina Aguilera on the yeah, soundtrack. Great, lit. good soundtrack. Yes, but... banging soundtrack. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's just, I mean, talk about, you just mentioned Hitch with, like, the plotline of a manipulative man.
1: which <laughs> <laughs> like Oscar was. Oscar was kind of like a homosexual. I what is a people. homosexual? <laughs> so it's this thing, it's probably mostly on Black Twitter, but it's like men who don't really have um, jobs or definitely not a place to stay. And so... They will court you and get into a relationship with you <laughs> so that they have somewhere to stay. Like, but nothing to offer. So um uh, basically scammers, love bombers. A scrub. Yeah, a scrub. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so stay away from those guys. Uh but um, my my third is iRobot, which oh, okay. I didn't put it, that one down again not necessarily in like a particular order yes legend of badger bagger vance had to go first for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and shark Tale was second technically in my list but iRobot was for me just because i definitely remember this movie coming out the hype around the movie a lot of people like this movie i think it's nostalgic for a lot of people mm. and watching it for the first time as an adult I just wasn't, like, I don't have that connection. So I was like, "Eh, it was okay. Like, I love a mystery. I love a crime show, movie, a thriller. But, like, this movie didn't do it for me, like, on those aspects. Like, that aspect of
0: the movie wasn't strong to me. Yes. And it could have been. Of all the action movies, I like. This is not the one I'm going to recommend for people to watch.
1: Yeah. So I just... I mean, watch it, like it, enjoy it, but it's definitely, like, if I saw iRobot Robot on the TV, I would be like, uh, mm. <laughs> and I hardly say that about movies we watch for the show because I feel like, you know, we've done this journey, so, you know, it's honorable to be like, you know what? Why not for old time's sake, but I'm not going to be able to do it for iRobot, Shark Tale, or Legend of Bagger Vance. Maybe Shark Tale, just because of the Banger soundtrack, like, but,
0: but yeah. Um, what's next for you? After Earth, Um, and it was more about the role and not the movie for this one. I thought After Earth as a movie was not as bad as a lot mm-hmm. of people thought it was, but that Will Smith... That almost
1: made my surprise interesting.
0: Yes, yeah, the, that movie did take me by surprise. Um, and, but the role of him just being so cold and distant, I felt like it was more Jaden's movie than his movie. Um, and maybe that's the way it was kind of meant to be, anyways. But um, I still can forgive the fact that even at the end, like, he just, <laughs> he's still so stoic, just. Like, God fucking damn it, just hug your kid, man.
1: Yeah. Um, that did not make my least faves. Um, I feel like I would I would give after the glance if I saw it. Um, but <laughs> sorry to this movie, but where the day takes you is my next okay. because I just it's it has that um unfortunate appeal of nurses on the line. <laughs> like it's just that early movie <laughs> that's yeah. like so early that it's like eh but like for its time like the subject matter is great and all that his role's really small in it so it's like why would I rewatch it I'm not watching it for Dermot Mulroney like in Ricky (laughs) Lake I'm sorry but or Balthazar Getty like banger cast again but like a young Alyssa Milano too like Mm -hmm. Laura Flynn Boyle but like yeah I'm just That was a one and done for me. I probably wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I didn't even write that one down anywhere on the list because it was just so such a blip. But but you're right. A total nurse is on the line. Nurses in the wild. Nurses gone wild. We (laughs) we could see like go back to season one. We couldn't even get the movie title of that one straight because we were it was so nurses on the
1: line crashes. well, and I think they changed around the name a lot too. Right, like it was it places. had like two different TV names. Yeah, so um, yeah, sorry,
0: sorry to that movie. <laughs> oh my god! Um, another one for me in terms of least favorite was Bright. Um, I was excited for him to do a fantasy role. It intrigued me. Um, the like overall story of it, and again, banger cast um I liked his chemistry with Joel Edgerton thank you Joel Edgerton um but I think it just kind of got too like messy in some in some spots but the like overarching like political message police message behind it I can I can get with and understand like their intention on making it um, but I remember that was like one of Netflix's most expensive movies to make to date and how it was just like, Oh, yeah. Not a lot of payoff for that hard work.
1: Yeah. That's actually one of my surprising movies. Cause like I heard like, you know, Oh, this it's supposed to be like, it's this expensive ass movie for Netflix. And it wasn't really, it didn't really do that well for them, I guess, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So that's why it's surprising. Um, mm-hmm but uh it's funny because this was on your surprising list but and i agree but six degrees of separation again is just like a not like i wouldn't go back and be like you know what let me put on six degrees of Mm -hmm. separation (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it was a one and done it was very educational very helpful i think in the journey again of being able to see will in a different light, and to see like his early career choices and how smart they were, really. And again, banger cast Donald Sutherland's daddy. Or, um, it's Donald Sutherland. Yeah, right? it is Donald. You're thinking of
0: and Stalker is, Channing. Is Donald Sutherland. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes.
1: Stalker Channing, you know, uh, these great. Very notable actors, um, a random Anthony Michael Hall. But but yeah, it's just a movie I wouldn't rewatch again. And it's just so, I think it's really dated too. I would actually love to see... Somebody reboot that, especially with how much like scams and stuff are like in media now you have like oh, being yeah. Anna and all these things, the Tinder Swindler, WeWork and all these other um things so I think it's actually like relevant but it just needs to be updated like the way Paul spoke them you know going on about cats and (laughs) uh, you know them talking about Suzanne or like the paintings and all that uppity upper crust like 80s yuppie shit like doesn't I'm not rewatching.
0: Agreed. It's a movie that can still hold its own if it would, if it had a modern reinterpretation of it. Um, I think it still has appeal. And it's always a little difficult, in my opinion, to make a play into a movie and have it not feel like a play. And I think that they did a pretty good job. They had scenery changes inside, outside. I've seen movies where it's been a literal one room play where it's just kind of pans out like a dollhouse view of different rooms and stuff. Um, And that can feel a little like stifling as an audience member, if you know that you're not already at a play. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that there definitely is room for a remake for that. Um, But one role that it's not necessarily a least favorite movie, but I would like to acknowledge um, that, Although this movie serves a lot of nostalgia purposes for me, I know Wild Wild West, like, does not age well. It does not hold up to today.
1: I just think what Barry Sonnenfeld wanted to do was not, like, he couldn't do that, and then so his plan B wasn't that great. But I think... I haven't seen the TV show Wild Wild West, but there has to be room for it. And like in the episode, I remember being like, you know, I can understand why Will would have wanted to do this movie. Yes. Like. So yeah. I I feel like from that vein, I could understand why someone would be like, the materials here, are just the execution was like <laughs> too much. It was a much. hot mess. And I,
0: I know I, you, I've, you can go back and listen to the episode. I gave that four stars <laughs> I was just like I, I love this stupid movie it's so
1: bad you should get docked or something for that it can't be four stars
0: for you and then on your least favorite no, it's not on my least favorite oh, I would okay. like to separate them it's not on my least favorite it's not my favorite it's on your didn't age well it's on my it's the one that I feel like in tandem with legends of Bands just doesn't age well and okay. I still if that was on tv I'd be like all right like i need to I,
1: see just, i would that's why i didn't make mine because i was like Loki. i would watch wild yeah. west on tv just I would. Best,
0: like yeah i get a burger yeah. king toy <laughs> yeah. but it's i can acknowledge that this can be a, a favorite of mine for nostalgic purposes but also be like okay hi caramba so um are you ready to go into favorite top. roles
1: Okay, this is different from Favorite Movie.
0: Correct. Okay. They may have crossover appeal. Mine, only one does. Oh, wow. Okay. I tried to be a little
1: different. For I didn't different. make a list, so I'm going to, even though I like <laughs> made up what we were going to talk about, guys, Um, so I'm going to let you start, and uh, I'm going to work online.
0: <laughs> okay, no problem. I'll start with my number one and then everything after this goes in no particular order, but this one absolutely is my number one and my favorite role is Dr. Robert Neville and I am legend. Um this this is a top tier blockbuster employee pick. Uh no more late fees for me. Like it's um the first movie that I remember watching as a um I don't want to say kid, but high schooler you're still a kid. Um, that really made me feel that Will Smith was different, like a different actor. I can really see the change. Um, and just, I, I like zombie movies. I like post-apocalyptic movies and these zombies were creepy, different, fast, scary. This movie also, um, you know, has a lot of s- sad <laughs> appeal to it, um, but sad appeal—you appeal. know what you're getting into when you see a movie with the co-star that's a fucking dog. But, anyways, I this the the scene that always gets me is when he's at the movie store and he has the mannequins set up, and he was just like, "Please talk to me." I just I can't get that out of my head.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a doozy. Um, roles, I. I would say my favorite like my favorite character he played. I I don't think this goes in any order for me, but I love Enemy of the State. So
0: his I role I
1: number two Yeah. His role as um what's his name in Enemy of the State? Uh Robert, Robert. Clayton. Okay. Yeah. So close, Robert Neville. I was like, is it Robert again? But mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So him as Robert in Enemy of the State. I really loved Because I feel like we haven't seen this again with Will, but, like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, this lawyer, and he's, like, Mm -hmm. so just, like, smart, but also, like, a man who's made some mistakes, a family man, um, a man on the run, a man trying to piece stuff together, Mm -hmm. and... I think Will typically, and I think Jaden has criticized him in this, um, and probably, I think, as a very young kid, but like he notoriously is the guy who saves the world. Mm-hmm. And once, you know, Independence Day, all the bad boys move, uh, men in black, you know, he's there to save the day. And Enemy of the State, he was on the defense a lot in that movie. Mm. So I think that's what I love about that character. But, uh um, And the suspenders.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. Um, I put this down, I guess, in no particular order, too, but it just so happened to be under I Am Legend um, because I love, not love, I enjoyed all of the different action movies for different reasons, but I particularly liked Enemy of the State because it was, it wasn't, it's a different kind of action movie than Bad Boys, than men in black might be um, certainly different from um, bright and suicide squad and Hancock and stuff. Um, I just thought that this was like the first very serious action movie. This reminded me of a movie that um, like Harrison Ford could have been in as well. Um, And again, great cast with Gene Hackman and really liked all of the stunt work and um he ran so much he ran so much in that movie i so i appreciate a that
1: um my next um i would say mike lowry um i think just because we get to see him multiple times and get to see his growth or not really (laughs) any growth Mm -hmm. but um also he's just like really hot as mike a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um and i think it's interesting too that this is a role that will like has said that you know mike is someone that i love playing because it's not who i like it's kind of a part of me that i don't really get to be in real life Mm -hmm. and so i think that says a lot (laughs) about will and his like perfect image sort of thing but i do think like mike is Funny and cool and suave and just like Mr. Badass, like shoot first, ass later, mm-hmm. and into the dynamic with Martin, like you know, he really gets to like riff and be like pretty funny and uh and he curses a lot mm-hmm. i think that's
0: probably the role he curses the most in, is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so um that correlates too with like my favorite um the next one on my list is his role as muhammad ali cassius clay in ali because this was the first film we saw where he played a non-fiction character like a historical figure um I know how much dedication he put into that role in terms of training and working out. He talked about that on the James Lipton episode too, but you can also go back and listen to our Ali episode with how many, how much he was running, um, how he would go into the boxing ring just to like learn how to box, but then also choreograph and watch um, video footage of Muhammad Ali and his fighting. And to also have Ali alive watching mm. him doing his role providing feedback um he was so cut and buff in that movie too like he looked really good
1: yeah 200 something pounds pure man. A muscle like, yeah <laughs> um yeah ali is not in my favorite roles i think it's a great role and definitely like a turning point for will but I'm going to go Oscar movie for Oscar movie with the winner, King Richard. I think Richard Williams is one of my um, favorite roles. And I think because I think, (laughs) oddly enough, not I think because I think, but oddly enough, (laughs) you know, in his Oscar speech, he talks about like, you know, learning like he's feeling this calling in his life to protect people and be a protector and all these things. And I think Richard Williams, this role as a reflection of him as a father growing and putting in the work and you know trying to be better and you know learning some things about his kids and trying to adjust and learn and um, I think that shows a lot in this role like how he was able to capture that spirit of a dad with a dream and a plan for his kids And not in some pushy stage mom, dad kind of way, but in a like, if you work hard and if you focus and if you really believe in yourself and I'm going to be the person who's going to believe in you and tell you that you're great before you know you're great, before anybody else knows you're great. And so, um, I don't know, that role just really resonated with me and I think it's like one of his strongest family roles and it's a positive you know movie Mm -hmm. we have lots of standout performances but they're all sappy (laughs) like yes pursuit of happiness is sad (laughs) seven pounds is sad collateral beauty is sad so richard king richard and richard williams being like in that like to me in that level of movie for him but being like this beautiful uplifting family story is um, mm-hmm. top top tier chef's kiss yes yes what's that three? For-
0: yes we're three for three um next one on my list is agent j in men in black um that was a i think men in black for me holds higher nostalgia definitely than like I got into bad boys for the sake of this podcast I didn't really like see I knew and understood its value and following and fanfare um but I think definitely watched two and three for the first time um and so I feel like I can't I appreciated them um but was always like excited to do men in black, even though men in black Two was like, yeah. uh, but I loved men in black three. Um, so I, I liked, you know, that series and, you know, there's something very special about doing that for the first time between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, the duality of their screen relationship was always very fun and will, um, I think grew a lot as a character throughout that series with getting three movies, uh, agent J changes. And I appreciated that it wasn't just like st- same shtick comedy. Like, of course there were some similar comedic moments, but for the most part, his character changed and developed. And so did Mike Lowry, but um, I felt like Jay was just, you know.
1: Yeah. Mike Lowry could have used some character development. Um, <laughs> very much a, not a bird of a feather but very much the same same man he was uh before sometimes um my other pick hitch okay Mm. yeah um i liked him more than i thought i would um i think this I wish Will did more rom-coms. Yeah, me too. I think he's so good at it. Like, it really, like, where J-Lo is so good at it, and she's like, I'm really good at this. This is my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Um, It could have easily been Will's bread and butter, too. Like, um, and even not if it was, like, continuously, but for for a nice stretch, kind of like how Matthew McConaughey had. You know, those were, like, you know, movies he could, like... Uh, kind of make a name for himself in
0: mm. So in addition to being a rom-com superstar, was there anything else about that character and Hitch that you really liked?
1: He looked really good. Like oh, his so hair was- This is like one of his favorite haircuts for me. Mm-hmm. Um stylish. I loved his um I think he had this stereo in there that I was like, "Oh, like his apartment mm-hmm. and like all yeah, that stuff. Whole apartment." Yeah. Yeah, so Lovely vibes. Also, that was a fun
0: episode to record. We did it again with our friends Julie and Joe. um, And that movie had a lot of influence on Joe. So it was interesting hearing his perspective on why that was one of his favorite movies.
1: It's nice to have a male perspective on here sometimes. Yeah,
0: especially on a rom-com movie, even though it's a male (laughs) rom-com. Okay, last but not least, um, a role that I really enjoyed was... Another uh, doctor role, um, his role as Dr. Bennett Omalu in the movie Concussion. Um, I think Will did a great job at telling this side of a story that was a very influential um, story to have come out. Um, and I think he got, I remember there being some like bad rap about his accent I thought it was fine, um, and I it's liked... It's funny,
1: I just saw someone say his accent for emancipation is bad, so, And Uh-oh. they said his accent, and can, someone commented, and I was like, yeah, King Richard, that was weird, too, and I was like... It was
0: a very, like, Louisiana But, like, accent. my thing
1: is, like, Venus and Serena liked it, so who yeah. are you? Like, that's their dad. Like, if it was off, they definitely would have been like, eh, but but... Yeah. It was different enough for from Will, too. I think sometimes that gets Yes. Lost,
0: you know? Yes, that's true, because it's, again, it's the unexpected piece. And overall, I remember that it didn't make my, like, top five favorite movies, but just as a role overall, because of um, the determination to push through and fight against <laughs> the NFL um, is... No easy feat. And um, again, bang and cast. And I enjoyed that movie a lot.
1: Yeah. That was a surprise for me. That could have been on that list. Because remember, I thought that movie was about him being a football player. That oh, kind of right? <laughs> so that was a fun uh, surprise for me and a good one. But um I'm having a hard time closing out number five because like I looked back at my list of his movies and like there's so many it's it's really hard to pick mm. um I want to say Aladdin kind of mm. because I I really liked his genie and I think he did a good job of making it his own. But like also I want to say Deadshot and Suicide Squad kind of. But then I also want to be like well Hancock was great too. So um, maybe I'll go Hancock. Just cause I feel like I I really liked Hancock and I think too that was a role we hadn't seen Will in. Like he is an alcoholic. <laughs> he was just very out of perfect kind of charming Will Smith character his first superhero role which like you know a great spin on a superhero and very funny but in a very different way from Mm -hmm. how we were used to just in a very deadpan like you know kind of like you need to sue mcdonald's for what you know whatever they're feeding you those like one-liners um and i really wish they had did a sequel like it really yeah. bums me out that they like because i think that movie did well mm-hmm. so it really bums me out that they didn't see potential in it to continue but um all that to say i think I think I'm gonna go with those other two. Okay. Great too. It's hard to pick because, like, really, he doesn't have any um, like very terrible characters that mm. are just like, oh, I hated him in this role. Like, the movies might not be that great, but like, for the most part, his roles. Mm-hmm. Um, now,
0: favorite movies. Favorite movies. All right. Um, I'm going to go five to one. I'm gonna go backwards for this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and this is also cheating in a tie for my top two for number five. I have (laughs) King Richard and the pursuit of happiness. Um, I liked King Richard Overall, as a movie, as a total, more than I did the role in particular, Uh, overall, I think that movie just was so fantastic and so well done in addition to Pursuit of Happiness. And I think both were movies that were cheated in different ways in terms of accolades and nominations and awards and stuff. Um, And I think that the special tie that I have um, to Pursuit and Bay Area movie, I liked Jaden more in that movie than in After Earth. Like, uh, you know, so I felt like there was that extra special piece to it with being father and son.
1: Um, if I'm going backwards on my list, um, I Am Legend. Um, not necessarily my number five or last, but that's the last one I wrote. Mm. Down. Um, I like it. I Am le- Legend. It was a surprise for me. It was really good. Um, I just think it's clearly one of those standout movies for him that a lot of people like like um and so i think to me being surprised that i liked a dystopian movie um and i i would definitely watch it again probably maybe um
0: despite that but Mm -hmm. but yeah under coming in at number four for me and i guess you're right there's no particular order maybe with the exception of number one but um Uh, coming in at four for me is bad boys one overall as a movie i enjoyed it i appreciate the michael bayness of it all even though it's like so you know typical action over the top damsel in distress um role but it just martin lawrence and will smith's chemistry and friendship and camaraderie for this role um was never missed on me and you know even though i gave bad boys to a lower rating i still haven't gone back to do my rewatch of him yet but i have a feeling that my rating of it right now would probably be different from what i gave it i still think it's too long but um <laughs> it, it it's <laughs> the rats fucking thing is still like <laughs> I thought back on it again I'm I was like just like, like, us. <laughs> just like us. <laughs> so silly
1: uh. um I'm cheating with number four I have it as a tie with Hancock and Hitch okay um, so I just think they're fun movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just talked about like why I liked his characters, but like they're fun. And like I said, like I would easily watch them again. Like, and I think that's a big part of this list for me is like how rewatchable mm-hmm. movies are for me, which is rare, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Hancock and Hitch, I don't know why they're tied for this spot but hmm.
0: maybe it's the H, but, but yeah, they're, they're a good, fun watch for me. Nice. One of the crossovers that I had from favorite roles goes into favorite movies. And that is men in black. Uh, first one for sure. Um, hits that nostalgia button, hits the slime, hits the goose, hits the, you know, talking pug. We love it. Um, And alien movies exist, but not in this... Be
1: that old lady who's like, they don't make them like this anymore because they don't. They don't make fun just like kind of over-the-top kitschy movies like that I feel you know even thinking about like movies like Richie Rich or like Blank Check like we're in the movies with kids doing dumb stuff or being like obscenely like rich or cool like mm-hmm. maybe I I mean we're not watching them because they're not making them for us but I don't know
0: <laughs> yeah so. yeah
1: I don't think there's a movie like Men in Black as i can be. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, My next one, I have King Richard. Um, I feel like this... Not that I don't like it, like, it's not my top fave anymore. Like, I really like it, really rewatch. I had seen it before, had to watch again for the show, and would watch it again. Um, I'm just wondering if there's funner in there. Like, part of me wants to tie this with focus, of all things, just because, like, I want to <laughs> see Margot Robbie again. <laughs> like, um, but I, I guess I'll stick with King Richard. I don't know. Okay. This is hard. I don't think this is this was as hard last season.
0: Yeah. But it's also I think we can get into our heads when we're trying to come up with like a rationale or explanation as to why cause sometimes it's like, I don't know, it just is.
1: Like, this is my this is not me being objective as like a Lil Raj critic. Like, this is not my top five Will Smith movies of all time. Like, mm. this is my personal, like, Yes. Yeah. would watch, would buy, again, Were mm-hmm. to no more late fees. But this is my personal, like, I'm rewatching the fuck out of these movies list. So yeah. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, take yeah. it as like critically acclaimed movie, story, plot, character, all that stuff, like,
0: no. <laughs> Stick with it. So the next one on my list is one that we haven't even talked about yet. Independence Day. Thank this you. is a four out of four for me. I think obviously for nostalgia reasons, um, for the July classic, um, Bang and cast. That is, if you haven't drank to or taken a drink for every time we say that, you should go back and start it again.
1: Maybe cast.
0: <laughs> maybe I'll put in a warning of like, if you're listening to this at home and you'd like to play a game with us, um, to yet you know. I gotta give it to Jeff Goldblum, but anyways, the this is like the precursor to Men in Black when it comes to dealing with aliens and overtaking society. Uh, different tone, of course, overall for like disaster movie versus like funny buddy cop alien movie. Um, but it it just can't get good over Boomer the dog, Vivica Fox. I mean, just it's 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 all so good and. I know for sure I will always be watching this at least once a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, Independence Day was a movie that I, like, had not seen fully, but it's always on TV, and, like, watching it as an adult, like, I'm not nostalgic about it, so, like, I could I could rewatch it, but I wouldn't be like, oh, Independence Day is on, or, like, you know what, I want to watch Independence Day, like, despite all that, so. And, like, funnily enough, I've, like as nostalgic men in black is nostalgic to me but like i don't i would rewatch them but like again like they're oddly not like they would be in my critically acclaimed like kind of not even critically acclaimed but like they're in his blockbuster like big movies like yeah. good big movies he he's done mm-hmm. um but yeah i feel like i'm letting people down on my list so no. my next one is enemy of the state a lot of this correlates with my favorite characters maybe that was poor of me but um I like I said in the episode oddly enough this is a movie I saw in theaters I remember it I fondly uh w- definitely have rewatched it when it's come on tv um it's kind of one of my maybe this is why <laughs> I like these kinds of movies but I love a thriller I love like a uh, movie where you're trying to figure out like what's going on as you're watching it and like maybe you rewatch it and catch some new things. Um I don't love like uh uh like uh like the the government is watching you type. Oh, of, yes. Type of thing, but you know this one really works and appeals to me. I love all the satellite like bad well now bad beep, 90s beep, tech beep, 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 beep. yeah really but zooming yeah. in
0: there and
1: yeah all that stuff um banging cast bigger cast Jing <laughs> hackman we've got young seth green jamie mm-hmm. kennedy in here um john Voigt, like so
0: um, right john <laughs> um jason lee and yeah regina king
1: recently. regina king definitely making it in my ladies list but yes. um but yeah i just love enemy of the state so mm-hmm. it's like
0: yes the blueness the techno i of saw it all. i
1: saw enemy of the state poster on ebay and i was like <gasps> <laughs> no, I don't know where I'm going to put all these posters like. I have <laughs> some wall space but like not like movie posters and promo posters are huge. So, I was like maybe I should get one of those poster cases like with the lock and you can just like
0: okay, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how it is in the store or like yeah. or it just keeps all of them in one no,
1: like, movies. um, kind of like movie theater. Like, you know, they change them out and it's like, you yes, know, But so that I can, like, be like, this month I'm feeling like, Ooh. you know, I want the Gigli poster. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> Enemy of the State. I did see a U-Turn poster, too, in my search. Um, that movie
0: poster was good. Yeah.
1: But anyways, so
0: Enemy of the State. Yes. So good. Um, My number one favorite movie for Will Smith is i am legend
1: hmm. that's I... funny it was at the end of my list is the top
0: mm-hmm. um and we we do also have like crossover between <laughs> we might have like ranked them differently but um i think it just goes to show i think that was interesting that we have at least two to three um movies or rules that were the same but um but yeah i just i can't speak enough about i am legend i it's it's not that I want to watch it continuously because it is sad, but I think that the aloneness of it all, and then you're not alone, and then you got to save the world. Ah, I don't know. It's, yeah. I, I just love that movie. I, I just totally think it's forgot so good.
1: that like Willow was in that and dies. <laughs> like, so that was a, another shock factor. Why it was on my surprising list? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> um my top movies are bad boys one and two um they're just nostalgic for me and fun and enjoyable and martin and will i feel like this is one of the first things outside of fresh prince i remember seeing will in Mm -hmm. so just yeah pure nostalgia i i do think they're great movies i think they're probably in the top kind of buddy cop movies like i would love to see like a list of like best buddy cop movies or duos and see like where they rank for people but they're they're up Mm -hmm. there for me Mm -hmm. so um i don't know which one i think is better um objectively i would say one Personally, I don't know which one I would choose. One is very nostalgic. Two's nostalgic, but like I kind of feel like it amps it up mm-hmm. in a way that I'm like, yeah, like so. I don't know, but I love them, so they're gonna hold out the top for me.
0: Yes, love it. Um, did you want to talk about some of your favorite female co-stars?
1: Yeah, I feel like Will. It was easy because like. <laughs> we said this throughout like he just he he's like peanut butter you could put him with anything mm-hmm, like you can mm-hmm. put him with fl- marshmallow fluff jelly nanners honey like <laughs> you know yeah. maybe some this is that was gross I was gonna say nut on the actually like Nutella <laughs> like you know other nut butters I don't know <laughs> but um but yeah so um there's so many but i think some underrated ones would definitely be regina king and enemy of the state mm-hmm. they had great like um married energy i feel like uh lisa Bonet was also cool oh i, forgot, I, wish, yeah. we, uh, I wish we got more of them i kind of wish she was having an affair still and like we got a little like boink session because like yeah how hot how hot would it would have that... been um margot robbie on the hot scale definitely like so fun to see their chemistry and hotness together um early on nia long to see him with Mm -hmm. her and made in america again was great and to see them flourish later from that to fresh prince is an amazing tie vivica fox too Mm and independence day um, Rosario to see her from like the cute little love interest in Men in Black 2 to like the serious, like seven pounds, you know. I'm and I give think this that's girl am- my heart. Yeah. And I think that's amazing growth for both of them because mm-hmm. to go from like Agent J, where we constantly were like, yeah, Will's like playing Will. He's like fun, charismatic, you know, funny and stuff. But to go from that to seven pounds this super serious movie that shocked us and then also rosario like again the cute like girl who works in the pizzeria who's like an alien and to go to like what did she like what was her sickness or
0: she had like congenital heart failure yes
1: to go to like this sickly like artist lady who's like trying to kind of get to know this random man Mm -hmm. um Who's Both posing as like
0: her tax auditor or something like that? Yeah, yeah. crazy, yeah. so um, good. She's on my list too. I put Rosario, Margot, Charlize Theron. At least in Hancock, for sure. Like we talked, oh. it, we recorded that with Jackie <laughs> and Danielle, and um, we talked a lot about like what would that sex scene would have been like. Like hot, 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 hot. Um, <laughs> Eva Mendez. And oh, yeah. seeing their growth, even though Hitch didn't really make my, like any list for me in particular, I still liked their chemistry and relationship. Yeah. Um, and I
1: just want to clarify, just because I made a TikTok saying that I, and talked about JLo possibly have being really good in Hitch yes. in that role does not mean I don't like Eva Mendez or that I thought that she was bad or that they didn't have good chemistry, um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I liked her and Hitch, too. Like, I thought that was a good one. Yes. And, again, another
0: Miami video to, to There's growth and like, crossover appeal. Um, and I think I, I put those four women down first because those were, besides um, Nia Long and Vivica Fox, that they have... M- grown together. They've been in multiple movies, and different movies. Focus is very different from Suicide Squad. Men in Black 2 is different from Seven Pounds, and um, Bagger Vance is different from Hancock. Um, But the other one I put down, which is not a romantic interest, were the girls in King Richard, because we just had so much fun talking about them and how hard they worked on set um, to Mr. Will, yeah, <laughs> so good. Um,
1: shout out too to the bevy of beauties. He had like an ollie as the ooh, yeah. So many. Michelle, Michael, obviously Jada was in mm-hmm. that. Nona Gay, like uh, that one was just like chalk. That was like his movie of Fresh Prince. Like we're gonna have mm-hmm. like a few bangers in here. Mm-hmm. Um, another another one I'm looking at too is not a huge one but in wild Wild West Garcel um and that's real Housewives of Beverly Hill's Jamie oh, show yeah legend. but um I, I <laughs> they were good looking together and they dated in real life briefly like when he oh. was getting divorced so um I had to I have to throw that nugget in there um Garcelle. They were in that little wash tower together. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, fuck. How could we forget this? Gabrielle Union and that. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. talk about hot. Like, those two were definitely steamy. Um, and she was just the right amount of, like, sassy back, too. And I think. I think that's a role too that people like looked at Gabrielle Union differently from yes. I know I did, but but yeah, that's that's a really notable, I feel like, relationship co-star there. Um but yeah. Um I'm curious your fuck Mary Kill. Uh.
0: oh, so I put two categories for FMK. Um I have um Buddy Cop duo. So um Fuck Mary, kill Martin Lawrence, Kevin Klein, or Tommy Lee Jones. Kevin Wild Wild West.
1: Okay. Um. Sorry to this man, I would kill Kevin Klein. Are we talking about the movie iterations of them too, or like mm, current day?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm say movie iterations, but actors and not characters. Okay. Okay, I yeah.
1: would kill Kevin Klein, mm-hmm. marry. Um, what to say? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Okay. Because I don't want to kill him, but I don't want to fuck him. <laughs> and <laughs> I, would, I would fuck Martin Lawrence.
0: Okay. So that's weird to say though, because it's like I feel like that's like my uncle. <laughs> and that's the clip that the pot- paparazzi is gonna take out of context. I would fuck Martin Lawrence, <laughs> <laughs> my uncle, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like my uncle. <laughs>
1: You know, it's just like I grew up with him I grew up with a Martin show and yeah. the movies so like it's weird it's even weird like I find Will really attractive like having gone through his Fresh Prince and his like you know like movies where he's like my age ish mm-hmm. and to like now he's like 50 he's mm-hmm. still great looking at 50 but like it's weird to be attracted to uh someone you've seen like get older Mm -hmm. and kind of grew up with in some respect like Mm -hmm. watching them and i think it's different with like maybe someone like jeff goldblum because like he's very like distinct and like he doesn't really do like kid kind of forward things like yeah Mm -hmm. he's in jurassic park but he's not necessarily the character like kids would be like Hey, like he's that's right. my hero. Or like, <laughs> oh, he's so cool. Maybe like you. <laughs> but but you know, later on in life you go back and you're like, damn, he's a hottie, like you know, mm-hmm. posted up in Jurassic Park. But um Will's definitely someone I feel who's played people who are kid forward and like funny to kids and like goofy and cool looking and, and so I don't know. It just I feel like when you have people like that, you know, it's, like, a little weird to be later on, like, hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Wait a minute. Yeah, like, Trey's my age. He's old enough to meet my dad, like, so. Yeah. Trey is fine, though.
0: He does. I was just about to say, I was like, he looks really good.
1: If you're single. <laughs> um... Who's what's what's your pick?
0: Um, I would marry Martin Lawrence. He seems like someone who would be fun to be married with. Um, it would make me laugh. And um I would um I would kill well Yeah, I would kill Kevin Klein. I'd fuck Tommy Lee Jones because I just want him to be like good, not great, gotta go. And like <laughs> and just completely destroy me. I went
1: from Uncle Impossible dad to like grandpa <laughs> like...
0: I mean, between the two more realistically, I would choose like Kevin Klein over Tommy Lee Jones and Kevin Klein also has like Broadway singing. I feel like we would have fun if it was like that age version of Kevin yeah. Kline, but... um, Anyways. okay let's do next okay, my next one is blundering um sidekicks. Um, Jason Bateman, like from Hancock, Kevin James from Hitch, (laughs) or I was debating putting this in there. I was I was between Ed Norton or Matt Damon, so you can choose. Uh,
1: I thought you were going to say Tom Holland (laughs) from Spies in Disguise.
0: Oh, nah, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep him out. He's too young, too young. So Matt or Ed Norton? Yeah. Okay, Ed
1: Norton, fuck Matt Damon. Sorry, Ben,
0: but okay. Like, all right, bye. You're gone. Even okay, so... my
1: like shithole Boston guy. Somehow Ben doesn't make that. Like me and Danielle talked about this. She's like, you know, most white guys from Boston. I'm like, mm. and somehow Ben Affleck. I just like I make like an exception for him. Okay, so, so
0: take take M D out. Edward Norton, Jason Bateman, Kevin James.
1: Mm-hmm. I would marry Jason Bateman. I feel mm-hmm. like he's. Uh, that dude mm-hmm. <laughs> um although kevin james is really funny he'd be a good like, king mm-hmm. vibes. ed norton's not attractive to me hmm. okay maybe i would change my mind i'd marry kevin james mm-hmm. i'd fuck jason bateman and i'd kill N- ed norton same okay because <laughs> i'm like jason bateman's funny but i think kevin james would be funnier yeah for through the long term Yes. Jason Bateman's more fuckable than Ed Norton for me. So.
0: Yes. Now Ed Norton in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yes. But not um this movie era. But then
1: it's like Ed Norton or Brad Pitt.
0: Brad Pitt always. But so. BP always. Yeah. Well, um, um that kind of about wraps it up. We usually end every episode with a snack and cocktail. And I think we should think of an overall cocktail to represent this season of Will Smith.
1: Like we're doing his career? Yeah.
0: just Or just like for this season. So maybe okay, like a s- a, it could be a snacking cocktail or just a cocktail that like represents from where the day takes you up until King Richard. Or we can assign
1: I mean, like- I think the cheap. Not the cheap, but the easy answer would be a charcuterie. <laughs> like mm. it's just like samples of different different things. Some things go well together here. Some things go well, well together there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and this has been another episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh,
1: um,
0: all right, good. well, everyone, thank you for sticking around and from following this imdb rabbit hole with us it's been a really interesting episode of growth yes
1: um and please engage with us slide into those dms those comment sections at us at roll call pod on tiktok instagram twitter follow us on youtube let us know your favorite movies, your least favorite Will Smith movies, uh, movie maybe. Did you watch something as you listen to the season that you didn't watch before? Are there some movies that you would watch because you're following us? Um, or would you like some recommendations? Oh, we forgot
0: that. Our recommendation. Oh, okay. All right. Um, my recommendation, if I had to pick. Um, it's hard. I know it's like. Really what movie hard. are you
1: in? Do you want an action movie? You want to laugh? You want to cry? Um, okay, movie. What's your recommendation for someone's like? I want to watch like a funny Will Smith movie. What's what? What would you recommend? Men in Black. Men in Black. I would recommend. A I don't know. Say that.
0: That's funny. It makes me
1: laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I really want to be in my feelings. What's a Will Smith movies? That's gonna fuck me up. Seven pounds seven pounds. I would probably, I have seven pounds or Collateral Beauty as my mm-hmm. two recommendations. Mm-hmm. So I'll go Collateral Beauty. Um, and what is an action movie that I could just like chill back, drink some brews with my friends and have a good time? Independence Day. Independence Day. I'm gonna go Wild Wild blessed. <laughs> I mean, you'd have a good time. <laughs> you would
0: have a good time.
1: Um, is there another one? Maybe Hancock or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, th- I think Wild Wild West would be. <laughs> I think everyone should revisit that. Whether yes, you, like you it need or not. to. Yeah.
0: So, it's a good LOL. All
1: right. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, this has been another episode of
0: Roll Call cut. and Cut. Cut.